definitely not Ruben and Jack because they're using way too much perfume. <laughs> so I think they actually smell the worst, but they need to use so much perfume. So they um, smell the best. Uh, I like my own smell, you know, I have you to do. say. Uh, but that's a bit boring, boring answer. So... Uh, <laughs> you should imagine he's smelling everyone's necks now. Yeah, I <laughs> go over now and I start smelling people. <laughs> the official Manchester City podcast. Watch the full video version of this show via City Plus now. Nadam, this is the one many of our fans have been waiting for. We're joined today by Erling Haaland. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts ahead of this one? No, it's really exciting. I think get, to get the chance to speak with him, is great and as you said lots of people are very excited about this myself included and I'm sure you as well don't try not to talk cool about it like this is a matter to you no absolutely I mean thinking about his debut season doing the research for this and it's kind of become um, not white noise but just accepted you know what he did but when you go through it you know it's amazing treble winner 52 goals all the records he broke all the personal awards he won as well as the collective awards I mean I don't think it could have gone any better, could it? No, no, it, it, it probably couldn't. And I think it makes it very easy to forget that he's still a young developing player as well. But I think he's come to City, he's been exceptional. He's sort of getting a feel for the City, feel for the football club. And you know he can get better as well. And he's someone that I've loved watching. I've loved celebrating all his successes. And I think best of all for me, if you look at times when other people score when he's on the field, he celebrates them as much as he celebrates uh, his own goals. And that, for me, shows a real team player, which is what you need in this Yeah, he is a real team player. And I think when a a striker with a big reputation comes to a club, there's probably a few people wondering how much of a team player they're going to be. But I think we saw straight away, didn't we? Both in terms of the way he plays on the pitch, but the way he interacts with his teammates. He really is a team player. 100%. And to then spin it the other way and say, well, when he brought that record for most goals in the Premier League season against West Ham, I think it was. All the players and all the staff were delighted to give him a guard of honour. Yeah, I've seen plenty of times, and you have as well, some people who make it about them, and as a consequence, people don't really want to show them love. But then in this instance, people were very happy to do so because you know, they know he deserved it. So how much better do you think he can get? I think anyone that believes a 23-year-old will be this same level for the rest of their career, I think it misses the point. I think he's not played as many games as some other strikers who we see as being like, you know, some of the best in the world right now. So I think he can learn his craft. He can sort of learn about his body as well. And he can sort of get a feel now because these experiences, they happen more and more often. This is, you know, another season where he's trying to win a league title, a season where he's trying to retain it. He's trying to help City win the fourth in a row, you know, and that comes with a ton of pressure. And you need to be available. You need to be at the best of your abilities at the key times. And as he looks around, he's seen some of the most successful players in Premier League history around him. If you don't learn in that sort of environment, where can you learn? Well, I'm excited for this one. So here we go. The latest episode of the official Man City podcast. And we're joined by Norwegian striker Erling Haaland. Alvarez on his outside. Here is Alvarez. Haaland, 3-2. Bundled over the line. But that is a terrific move from City. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Very good. Good, good, good. Here. Please. It's possible. Yeah, thank you. Join us. <laughs> Erling Haaland, thank you so much for joining us on the official Manchester City podcast. We wanted to start right at the beginning when you joined City. Um, when you arrived here, kind of what were your objectives? What were your targets? What did you want to achieve in your first few weeks and months? Yeah, first weeks and months was to, to come 
get into the team as quick as possible, you know, to get to know people, get to know the whole club, how they play and how they do things and things like that. And uh, in the big picture, it was to win the Champions League. So I said when I came here and everything. Uh, so, yeah, that was the goal. And uh, yeah. Were you impressed when you came to City with the, the setup, the way things work and, and you know, the, the, the culture that Pep has created? Yeah, I I mean, from the first day I came here, I, I enjoyed it. It was good, like, vibes uh, in the locker room, in CFA and everything. So I, I feel like, you know, it's a place I want to come. It's, it's a place I want to, environment I want to be in. And, uh, and yeah, I think you saw that on the pitch as well in the start. You know, I, yeah, of course, in the start, you don't click straight away with people, but you can feel... The energy you could feel the positivity you know when you play and everything and yeah that's that's what it was and i i really i enjoyed it from the first moment did you used to watch the english league when you were abroad yeah i've been i've been watching as long as i can remember why what do you like about it i mean it's always been in norway the most popular league uh but i also always liked you know the the punch and the quality, <laughs> of course, you know, I, because of my father as well, he, he knew, he knows a lot about it, you know, and when we went to, to games or whatever with him, we, we came to England and uh, so it was natural for me to watch English football and so, yeah, that's why. Is the level of the Premier League better than you expected? Yeah, yeah. It, it is, yeah. In terms of, is it the pace of it, the physicality, What 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 is it? Yeah, it's loads of things, but like, of course, you get used to it and things like that, but uh, you feel it more after games, you know, you feel like it's more duels, it's more sprinting, running, of course, depends on who you meet and everything, but you can feel it's more physical, a physical league, you know. So for a first season to score 52 goals, win the treble, it couldn't have gone... That's easy, it must be easy, yeah. <laughs> couldn't have gone much better. It couldn't have gone much better, could it? No, it was, in the end, amazing, you know. The club won the Premier League two years in a row before, uh, so it was a lot of pressure there. You know, we were behind for, I think, 249 or seven days or something. <laughs> uh, we were not in first place, uh, I mean. So, yeah, it was pressure there, you know, if... If if I came in and we didn't win the Premier League, it would be a bit like, okay, you come in and you destroy everything. Yeah. It's kind of vibes, you know. Uh, but yeah, and then we, we we did good in Champions League. We and we won it as well. And of course, the FA Cup to like get the full treble was unreal and amazing first first season. So, so you mentioned there the amount of days that City weren't top in the league. Like you seem to me like somebody who's very online. You know everything that's being said about football. Is that is that true? Yeah, I've always been a football guy, you know. I always like watched everything games, you know. If you call it boring games, it's always been on the television, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I know I know I know a lot of things, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the, the World Cup when when you weren't there, we, do you watch all the games of the World Cup, for example? Yeah, I I, I watch the games. Uh, yeah, most of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you watch the Euros this summer, even though? Yeah, yeah I will watch it. Uh, and now, especially, I've got so many friends who 
who plays there. But it's also like it's also when I watch it, it's like a bit a bit bitter feeling because I don't play there. I think, oh, and I wish I will play one day, you know, with my country. But um, I will definitely watch it. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that can happen for Norway in the in the coming years? I hope so. Uh, that's what I uh, will try to make happen. You know, and um, I hope. Hopefully, it's like for its feelings, though. So. Yeah. No, I can no, see the sadness in you. I can see that. Yeah, of course. You know, I would love to to play there this summer, but it's not. It's not happening, and it's yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not nice. I think just going back to the treble, because I think every player we've spoken to, we've, we've kind of asked them, has the has the gravity of that achievement actually sunk in for you yet? Do you think, or do you think that is something that will only come when when your playing days are over and you can reflect a little bit? Uh, yeah, I think like after the career, I think it would really like struck you or whatever. But uh, I think it's been taking months to kind of, I don't know how you say, digest the yeah. last season because it was so long and so many games. And if you take me personally, it was first season and, you know, it was the Premier League, the Champions League, the FA Cup, you know. And uh, I think it, you know, when we came back to preseason, it was like, are we back already? You know, because we, we had the vacation, but how long was the vacation? I played after the Champions League final, I played a game a week after, then I played, or yeah, I think so. And then I played three days after that, and then I got vacation, you know. So from 21st of June, I got the vacation, and, you know, I was back a couple of weeks after, you know, uh, back to preseason and tour and everything, and it was like, it's we're going again you know because mm. we that's how it is you know uh, so i think it's been taking a couple of months to to digest the treble uh, and now i think we're getting focused we're getting more and more focused and mm. and we're coming you say yeah i like that but you say we what is your motivation this season what do you think you can do better this year what are your personal goals no i think there's lots of things to still improve you know uh, when you play so many games, it's difficult to train on things, you know, because you have to get ready. You have to do the stuff that makes you get fit for the next game. Uh, but there's loads of things to improve. I, I, I want to be become even better with the team, you know, to be more solid with the team and to uh, and to perform in the biggest games. Uh, this is what we need. And yeah, I, w I want to recreate things we did last season, of course. Just going back to to Istanbul, the final Champions League final. This uh, I've seen the footage of our half-time dressing room, and Rodri comes in and is a little bit frustrated about one or two things, and and you kind of stop him and say, "Don't worry, he'll fix it." Meaning Pep Guardiola, and it struck me in that moment that you and I'm sure all the other players, you really do have confidence in Pep's ability to kind of visualize a game and 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 make changes as a player. Is that the best thing you can you can have from a manager that that confidence that he knows how to remedy things and, and make things better? Yeah, I think and uh, and uh, you know look at what he's been doing now and ever since he came to England, you know people were doubting him and ev and everything and <laughs> just look now what he's been doing the trophies and all the records that's been broken since he came. You know it's it's incredible and. Uh, and yeah, I think in these moments he's got the experience, you know, as a manager. And uh, when when everyone has this confidence to 
to to the manager with the plan you know you know everyone is following the plan then that's when you kind of feel confident that we're going to achieve what we want to achieve you know on the on the pitch if it's against madrid or if it's if it's against bayern or whoever if everyone sticks to the plan it's going to go well because we have the individual players and we have the collective like behind you know as a unit who who kind of we just come from behind and just attack you know and this is you saw in Champions League uh, in the games what we did you know uh, together you know we pressed together look at the pressing we did it was it was unreal how we pressed you know people came to Etihad and they were just like what's happening here you know we don't know what to do and that's exactly what we're capable of and that's exactly what we need to do this season as well. When I hear you speak, you sound like the exact opposite of what a normal striker would be because you're talking so much about the team, the team, what the team does well, and you're giving credit to everybody involved. Have you always been like this? And if so, where does that come from? Yeah, I think because in the end, it's a team sport. You know, uh, as a team, you have to perform for people to perform individually as well, and opposite, of course. But it's a uh, it's a team sport, and to win trophies, you have to have the whole team performing, you know, you have to have not only me as a striker to perform, I, you need, you know, match winners in the end, you know, look at Edison in the Champions League final, Amazing. for example, you know, this is what you need and this is the small things that makes you become treble winner and makes you not, you know, so it's the small things and that's when a team spirit, you know, the team togetherness comes in and that's also what Pep's been doing so good here, you know, focusing on the team together. Do you think your teammates have been surprised by that? Because I think when a player comes who's a, who's a big world star, which you are, and as Nadam says, a striker, usually very, or can be focused on themselves. Do you think there was uh, a feeling maybe that you'd be like that? Do you think you've surprised a few people? I don't know, uh, to be honest. I'm just being myself and uh, I think that's the most important thing to do, just to be yourself, uh, not trying to be someone else uh, and things like that. I just think you need to to be the best version of yourself and here you can you can be it and that's a good thing. We've got an amazing documentary coming out soon, which I don't want to say uh, too much about, from, but from the episodes we've seen, you're um, certainly one of the stars of the show, if not the star. But it, w what struck us, and we were having a conversation before you arrived, was you seem to be friends with absolutely everybody across across the team. Who would you say is your closest friend in the squad? Yeah, as I say, we are uh, an amazing group of people. Yeah, players, but people as well. You know, uh, that's two different things. You know, one thing is players of we are the the best team in the world you know uh, but there's also the human side of of this club and these players and you you get along so well together with others then you also perform better together i think you know uh, but yeah i have i have many friends i love to to uh, be together with a lot of people but i, th I have to say yeah jack i think you know yeah. we, we we have the same humor and we we love to joke with the other people and uh, with uh, with ourselves. So uh, yeah, I think Jack. Yeah. Tell us about the influence of your father. I'm old enough to remember watching him uh, when he was at City. Um, he seems to protect you, but also he's he's been there every step of the way. You know, from your time in Norway as a young kid. I mean, he must have been a huge influence on you. 
Yeah, I mean, I said it before, he's more like a friend to me, you know, than a, of course he's my father, don't get me wrong, but, you know, we have more like a friendly relationship. He's a, he's a good friend, you know, we can, we can uh, do things like normal friends would do, you know, uh, that's the relationship we have. And uh, he's been helping me a lot, you know, with loads of different things, you know, and yeah, I'm really happy to, to have, uh, to have a father who's who knows the game and who who's also maybe done some mistake in the past or whatever who then he can learn with me so I don't do the other mistakes and things like that I think that's also really important so uh, I'm really happy to to have him around me so when the city fans were singing the Alfie and Erling song you know when we lifted the tr- Premier League trophy after the the game against Chelsea. I mean, to be able to share their moments with your dad, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it, surely? No, it's fantastic to, to share these moments with with your father and also with the with the, your whole family, you know, so I'm I'm really lucky and humble to, to be able to do that. We've got a stat here we were discussing oh, earlier. You love, this guy loves the stat. Um, so since you made your debut here we go. for, uh, for here, Dortmund here we go. in 2020, there's only one player who scored more goals than you in Europe's top five leagues. Do you know who that is? Lewandowski. Yeah. This guy knows his, he knows yeah. ball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this guy knows ball. Did you wow. get it right when I asked you that before? I, you just told me the answer yeah. straight away. So yeah. technically, yes. Yeah, Lewandowski. And the rest are pretty far behind you as well. It's very impressive, very impressive numbers there. I also wanted to ask you about your diet because clearly... You know, you there's not an ounce of fat on you, and unlike uh, <laughs> un- unlike us. Don't two. tap me on the leg. Do so, not tap me on the leg with different people. I want to know, that. kind of what what is it? You must you must put a lot of focus on nutrition and and what you put into your body and that kind of thing. What is the secret for you in terms of being so so well turned out? I think the answer is quite short, to be honest, and simple. Real food. You know, I I try to eat. Things that's real, you know, with as less ingredients as possible. I think uh, that's what I try to do. You know, uh, you got so much processed things in this world uh, right now. So I think that's the thing to to eat real, you know, uh, and quality, of course. But then, what's your cheat meal? Say, if you want to celebrate, maybe a treble, you know, maybe a world club championship. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just know, in general, I don't, yeah, know. Yeah, I don't I, know if you've had the experience I, of that before. But I, 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 I love food, you know, I, I eat so much uh, and I try to make, because food, healthy food is also really good, you know, so I, I try to do that. But if I cheat, I, I eat kebab, you know, ah, okay. uh, kebab pizza is my favorite thing. I, I love it. It's so good. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, when I eat it, I go, I go like you, me and my brother. If we buy it, uh, we're like we're hyping each other up. We're eating as much as possible, you know. So, so uh, yeah, I think kebab is. Um, I've said it before as well. It's I, I love it and I love food, you know. Um, but I I also know that the better food you you put in your body, the better you're gonna. Um, get things out of the food so um, and perform performance as well so uh, so yeah kebab and <laughs> real food yeah <laughs> what was your cheat meal when you were a player then? well you know back in my day it was different you know we didn't yeah i'd i'd be having pizza as well yeah. and think about did you 
did that become a bigger thing when you were in Germany? No, in Norway actually. Really? Okay. In Norway, it's really popular. I didn't see. It. I've been to Brinner. I didn't see anything there. So, <laughs> where, where, how did this happen? Uh, yeah. There was uh, some guys that opened uh, a kebab shop there actually. So uh, okay. and then it was so good, and now I think they open throughout the whole country because uh, okay. uh, it's so good. <laughs> so yeah. that's why we had a slightly different eating ritual, but we also weren't playing sixty games a season, so yeah. you know we had to eat a lot more. We got some questions from fans on social media, and one uh, has written in and asked, "Who's your sporting hero from another sport, and why?" Hmm. Um, I like Djokovic. I think he's uh, he's good. He uh, he's being himself, and um, and yeah, I uh, what he's achieved is also amazing. You know, mm. uh, coming from uh, coming from nowhere and and from his country. So uh, yeah, I, I'll take Djokovic. Yeah, and you talk about mental fortitude. I don't think there's many better than Djokovic. Is the in anywhere in in world sport mm -hmm. another question was what's the favourite stadium that you've played in other than the Etihad mm. I'll take uh, I'll take uh, Signale Dunapach the Dortmund one yeah and without picking any city players what would be your ultimate five-a-side team but you can't include any any of our <laughs> treble winners with players playing now, yeah, or former. Uh, I think for, it doesn't specify, so I can. I would say former or playing now. It's up to you. <laughs> That's difficult because there's so many. I think I need to take a, a couple of Brazilians. Then um, I would like to see Ronaldinho. Yeah, my face. It's a strong start. Yeah, it's Messi. It's, yes, yeah. it's a very good start. Cristiano. Yeah. So no Mal defenders, just Maldini, just Maldini, Maldini to be back yeah. there just to. Fair. Okay. Then I need a keeper, no? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I love Edison because Edison in these five side games, if he is able to shoot, he would score, <laughs> would score 15 goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, keeper, I would take uh, Casillas. Yeah. That's a hell of a team. It's a decent team. It's a bit <laughs> top heavy. A few too many attackers, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> What's the best thing about living in Manchester? That's another question we've had. What do you like the most? Uh, I'm a I'm a football guy, and uh, for me, it's really easy for my family to come come over here because right over the the sea. So uh, that's a good thing. It's really close, you know. Uh, but I like it. I like the I like the vibes, you know. I like the the positivity from the fans, you know. When I meet someone, I, I joke a bit with people, and and I said it before the banter, you know. Not only the English players, but also the English people in general. I uh, because I'm I love to joke a bit. I think we're a bit the same in Norway as well. Some of us, you know, with the with the banter and everything. So I like to joke with with people and things like that. So I. Uh, I enjoy, you know, people see me on the street, uh, United fans or whoever, and we joke a little bit with each other. I think it should be like that. So, so I think, yeah, I think, I think that. I think Pep always says that he loves being in England because people are really respectful. You know, they might have a laugh and a joke or whatever, but generally kind of leave you alone. Do you find that? or do Yeah, you, yeah, do you as well. You know, uh, people leave me alone to a certain certain degree or whatever you say uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I like it you know uh, 
I'm in the shop and joke a bit with people. It's it's nice. Here's a question we ask all of our guests. If you could change something about football, what would you change? And that doesn't have to be a rule change. It can be just anything about the industry in general. That's an interesting one. <laughs> I think um, you know how football are developing, you know, with the VR and everything. We're still early, you know, in the stage. Uh, so I think it's going to become really good. We just need some more time. I'd say what I would add, that's, I think, like, goal technology throughout the whole pitch. Uh -huh. You know, like, not only in the goal. Yeah. Just have it, you know, if we know it's, if it's out or not, you know, in on the side or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that. And what annoys me for me is the throw-ins. If you throw, like, this or this <laughs> or whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You know, just have two hands on the ball yeah, just and get throw the ball. The ball. Yeah. You know, that's, I don't know the rules even. If I take, I'll probably do a mistake. You know, if you throw down, it doesn't matter. If you throw up, it doesn't matter. I think I would change that. Just have two hands on the ball and, and um, yeah, I think maybe in the future we'll see what happens. But you need a certain time limit to, to take the throw in so it doesn't take too long and you cannot take too many meters, you know, just give a mark. You can max go there and use so much time. I think it will become like that in the future. That's the first time we've had that. I think it's an interesting it. one yeah, as well. It, it say, actually, yeah. it really one of those is. like pointless rules around the game. Which, yeah, you know, we just all we're all so used to and put, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good one. Yeah, Seems why? So, why? You know, if you throw it down, because, it yeah. doesn't matter. No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We have got some questions left by previous guests in this bowl. So if you wanna pull one out and uh, and see which one you get. Okay, it's completely random. <laughs> <laughs> which player has the best smell? So which player in City squad smells the best? He's taking deep breaths. Strange question. <laughs> <laughs> From Ruben Diaz. <laughs> it's definitely not Ruben and Jack because they're using way too much perfume. <laughs> so I think they actually smell the worst but they need to use so much perfume so they... <laughs> Um, smell the best uh, I like my own smell you know I have you to do. say uh, but that's a bit boring boring answer so uh, uh, <laughs> just, just imagine you're smelling everyone's necks now yeah so I, I, <laughs> I go over now and I start smelling people <laughs> um, uh, I'd think of uh, who's in Cause I, uh, I I didn't smell a lot of people to be honest. That's not my focus coming in. Oh, who is smelling the best today? It's definitely not Bernardo. <laughs> so I have to kind of el eliminate people. <laughs> Bernardo, I think, is in the in the end. Um, maybe John Stones. I think he's got a plain kind of good smell. I was just going to say, John Stones looks like he smells good. Exactly. So. Never, yeah, I've agree. never thought about I that. I think that's a good answer. I've never thought about that. Yeah. But fine, yeah. Well, you heard, you it, here, you. You heard it here first on the official Man City podcast. John Stones smells better than any other City player. Yeah, I'll take John. There we go. Erling Haaland, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Thank really you. appreciate it. Is that how you think about John Stones, yeah? Yeah, he looks like he smells good. <laughs> that's a bit, it's a bit poorly, you know. Yeah, he does, that's man. A, oh, John. He does.
Grealish comes forward in the left wing position, taking on Bednarek into the penalty area. He goes, flips it on. Haaland! That is a stunning finish from Erling Haaland. And City have the three points. Nadem, that was uh, that was quite something, wasn't it? I really enjoyed that. How do how do you feel after that one? Got a big smile on your face. Yeah, right. it was good. It was fun. You know, I really enjoyed. I think maybe why is I think when he first came here, a lot of us had looked at post-match interviews that he'd done with Dortmund and. Um, where he'd been quite difficult maybe with the interviewer, but actually what we've encountered here at City is someone who, as we were trying to say in the discussion with him, is loved um, by everyone and he's friends with everyone. And I just think that really came across even in the 20, 30 minutes we've just spent with him, didn't it? Yeah, I would agree. And I think when you look at that time at Dortmund, the question we've been asked more than any other is, where are you going? Where are you going? Are you leaving Dortmund? Do you know what I mean? Those Mm. are the questions and I'm sure that's not really fun to answer over and over and over, but he's here. And it feels like this is his home and you can see the best version of him and he's got so much charisma but then also you can see he's a young person as well and i think he's he's as connected to football as say the everyday fan is and as is the case with tons of the podcast listeners like you have so much in common with him and obviously you know he's elite of the elites but like he also just loves the game of football loves watching it loves being a part of it and it's it's like it's a lot of fun to listen to yeah that was my gonna be my second point was that love of football just it's just so obvious, isn't it? Like, mm. he's not, like, really kind of dweeby about about it. No, no. But he just, that love, that natural love of football. And yet, and when he was talking about watching so many games when he was in Norway and even when he, he's not involved in international tournaments, he's still watching. You can totally see that, can't you? Yeah, exactly. And like I said to him, he's like, you can tell he's very much online as well. He's not just watching the games. He socially knows what's being talked about in relation yeah, to the games as well. Good observation. He knows all the people who are involved in a game of football, say in England, knows the conversations around what's being had about this team, that team, individuals. But I think it's cool because he also just looks at me, he's like a 23 year old guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? It all makes perfect sense. Because, I mean, fans will wonder why we're talking about that because they love football but not all players do do you must have encountered players in your time yeah they'd not actually like football that much 100 percent. there are lots of players who don't necessarily like football as much but they still do a great job that's the thing i have to like preface with that but somebody that loves the football will bring joy to other people as well because you can see that they all come in and they want to talk about the game that was on tv the day before talk about the game that's to come and to have a real big understanding of say the league and the places that they work and so on I think it's really refreshing because you can see that he's going to be adding energy to any situation he's in because he loves what he does. And he doesn't just love it because, you know, it pays him whatever. He loves it because it's football. I think getting a chance for him to see his dad play when he did and for him to be in the Premier League, which he's watched for so many years. He's, as I say, he's how a lot of people would hope to be if they had the same opportunity, you know. And that's what makes it so refreshing because, again, this is one of the stars of world football that is just like you and I. Where does that episode for you rank in the official Man City podcast episodes that you've been involved in? I'm a 100% believer in recency bias, so this is the best one. This is and the I best one. I said that one. last time as well, and the one before that, and the one before that. Well, but there yeah, we go. These just keep getting, these are awesome. It's a great podcast. Well, we will wrap up the, the best episode of the official Man City podcast so far there. Thank you so much for, for joining us, as always. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you do your podcast listening. And until next time, take care of one another, and we will hopefully see you soon. The Unbeatable Official Manchester City Podcast.